May 31st, 2022. We're in Masechet Sanhedrin and Daf'ayin, Aleph Amud Bet. And before you count down in the uh, wide lines, just count up into the narrow lines. Five lines up, the second word on the line is Ta, Ta Shema. If you see that, right? Just a couple lines up from before the lines get wide. Ta Shema. So if you recall very briefly, and we're finishing this conversation, which surrounded the statement of Rabbi Hanina, Rabbi Hanina, who began our Gemara, uh, just a few lines up above where we're be- beginning today. Uh, his statement was, If you have a non-Jewish person who curses, who blasphemes God, and as a result, the, the non-Jew would be nidon, he would be judged as saif, he should be put to death by beheading. But then, before the death penalty, before his case is resolved, he turns over to become a Jew. He's nitgayer. What's the halakha in such a circumstance? Said Rabbi Hanina, since he changed, his punishment now would be sekila. The modern method of punishing him would be different as well. You would need two witnesses with a warning together with 23 judges and so forth. And as a result, he's patur. By, by converting in the interim, he's patur. That change in status, which in turn led to change in details with regards to his punishment, that's a change which altogether alters his reality. And as a result, He's not Hayav Mita any longer. At the very least, we can't kill him. Says the Gemara Tashema, we have a proof against Rabbi Hanina. So this will go against that statement of Rabbi Hanina that once there's a change, well, we then let the person off the hook. Tashema, Benoach Sheikat Havero. If you recall, we began this yesterday. If a Benoach, if a non Jew, strikes and kills his friend, another non Jew, Uba al Eshet Havero, alternatively, or in addition, he has relations with a non Jewish married woman, Vinit Gayer, and then prior to being punished, he converts. Now, in such a circumstance, if he were to be punished as a non Jew, again, Saif, that's what our assumption is, for good reason, by all B'nai Noach, except for the opinion of Bishimon, who we'll see in just a few moments, is that they get put to death with Saif. They get put to death with beheading, both for the murder, which is the same punishment for Yisrael, who would, Lo Aleinu, commit such a sin. And that sin as well for the relations, the wrongful relations, would be saif for Ben Noach. For Yisrael, it would be chenek. Um, so says the Gemara, patur. That's the statement here in the Beraita, patur. Uh, so far, not so bad. We're okay with that. We understand. However, asa can be Yisrael. What if as a non-Jew, he strikes and kills a Jew? Or alternatively, or in addition, he has relations with a Jewish woman. Vinit Gayer, in such a circumstance as well, before being punished, he converts. Hayav. He's Hayav in such a circumstance. The Gemara wonders out loud. How do you explain why he's Hayav? Why should he be Hayav? Why should that former non Jew who converts be Hayav in such a circumstance? Says the Gemara, once he changed, well, he changed. In other words, once his reality is different, why is his reality different? Let's review very briefly. He no longer is judged in a court of one, it's in a court of 23. He no longer will be punished even without a warning. He now needs that warning issued. As a result, says the Gemara, in such a circumstance, we don't understand why he should be Hayab. Furthermore, his punishment is different, isn't it? His punishment, not for the murder case, but for the illicit relations, would have been Saif. And now it will be Henek, says the Gemara, in such a circumstance of Rabbi Hanina's situation, 
I'm saying there was a change. What you need the change to be is dino umitato ba'inan. It needs to be both the details of how this person is judged with a warning, with a court of 23, as opposed to without a warning in a court of one as a non-Jew. But in addition, the death penalty needs to change as well. Over here, behai dino ishtane. Certainly, as a Jew, he has a new court. He has to be, meet in front of a court of 23. He needs a warning and so forth. However, mitato la ishtane, his death penalty hasn't actually changed, has it? In such a circumstance, when he murdered Lo Aleinu as a non-Jew, and now he murdered, if he would, as a Jew, he'd be put to death in both circumstances by punishment of Saif, says the Gemara. That's why for the Bihanina, there's not enough change over here to affect a uh, acquittal. You won't let the guy off the case. Imagine in an American court system, the lawyer is trying to claim that some of the details have not been met. The judge looks at the lawyer and says, listen, I understand some of the details have not been met, but there's enough in effect over here for us to look at this person and to compare it to his earlier prior activity and say that it's sufficient to state that he's Hayav Mita. What do you mean? He now needs a different court system and so forth. That's right, but the death penalty fundamentally is the same. Says the Gemara, that'll all stand ground when I'm dealing with the murder circumstance. But we were, after all, talking about two different situations. Murder as a non-Jew and as a Jew, Lo'aleinu is both punishable by Saif. However, the illicit relations, the Baal Eshet Havero, as a non-Jew is punished by Saif, and as a Jew is punished by Hanik. As a result, you have a double change in the circumstance as such. Again, if I'm to imagine terrible situation, he's a non-Jew, he has relations with a Jewish woman who's married. Now in such a circumstance as a non-Jew, he's Hayav Saif, as a Jew, he's Hayav Hanik. that's one change. As a non-Jew, he would be judged by one judge, as a Jew, he's judged by 23, and so forth. There's enough changes over there, says the Gemara Bishlama Roseach, if you're to talk about and debate the circumstance of the murderer, Me'ikara Saif, Hashata Saif, both at the beginning when he was a non-Jew, and now when he once he converted, he's punishable by Saif, and as a result, not enough change, says Rabbi Hanina. You can't acquit the guy. You can't like, take him off of death row. Ela eshet ish, in circumstance where he has relations with the woman, wrongful relations with a married woman, me'ikara Saif. When he was a non-Jew, he was getting put to death by beheading. Vehashata, now as a Jew, it's Henek. He's being put to death by strangulation. Says the Gemara, I'll answer this as well for the Bihanina. I'll find the circumstance where the death penalty has not changed during the time of conversion. What are you talking about? He was a non-Jew, he's Saif. The answer is the following situation. <clears throat> for a non-Jew who has relations with a Na'araham Orasa, who is Jewish, we saw this on Dafnun Zayin, both Jews and non-Jews in terrible circumstance, if they have relations with that engaged woman between the age of 12 and 12 and a half, they get put to death by Sikila. The Torah says this in Parashat Kitetze. Explicitly, that being the case, if it's the same both for a Jew and a non-Jew, that's the circumstance we were talking about in the Beraita. When we said if he murdered and then converted or he had relations, 
with a Jewish woman and then converted, he maintains his death penalty. Hayav, how could you say so? Everything changed. Not everything changed. His death penalty is the same. His death penalty is the same. As a non-Jew, he's Hayav Sa'i. No, we're dealing with Na'aram Oraza. As a non-Jew, he was Hayav Sekila as well. The most severe of the punishments we generally assume. Says the Gemara, Na'aram Oraza. Di'idi vi'idi means both of these cases, both as a non-Jew and as a Jew. Besekila, he'd be punishable by Sekila. As a result, Bihanina is standing strong. He's defended himself. You claimed against him that we found the situation even when there was a change. There was no change in terms of punishment. No, here it is. Says Rabbi Hanina, there's not enough of a change. Says the Gemara, it still doesn't really pan out. Veha, quote unquote, asakin bi Yisrael. If you recall this beraita with which we discussed, we began our conversation today, had a contrast. It had two separate statements. First, it had a statement if the non-Jew with the non-Jewish woman has relations and then converts, or the non-Jew with the Jewish woman has relations and then converts, right? That's the parallel and the contrast. It's one situation, patur, other situation, hayat. You have to imagine with identical words and identical description, we're dealing with identical case. A non-Jewish woman will never be considered a na'aram ha'orasa. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as erusin, as halachic engagement by non-Jews. We do look at non-Jews and say within their system, historically and until today, we have a concept of be'ulat ba'al. She's been involved, she's married, connected to a man. That establishes her as an eshet ish ledinehem. There's no such thing as me'orasa, there's no such thing as erusin. So if you're looking at the parallel over here, it says if the man has relations with an engaged woman uh, by, by uh, non-Jewish situation, no such thing. There's no such thing as an engaged woman by non-Jews. And as a result, you can't argue that the next statement that we're really dealing with, uh, he has relations with the Jewish woman that she's engaged, it just won't pan out. Ela rather says the Gemara kala bahamura meshach shayache says the Gemara, or Meshach Shayacha, says the Gemara, well, let's instead suggest a different answer. It goes as follows. Technicalities are, are coming to an end in just a few lines. But anyway, the Gemara's alternative answer goes as follows. It says, let's think about the punishments over here. When this man was a non-Jew, and he had relations with the non-Jewish woman, regular situation, what was the punishment? Saif, he gets put to death by beheading. When he now converts to Judaism and we're excited to accept him and we find out terrible, wrongful activities in his past, we look at him and we say, as a Jew, how would you be judged? You would be judged with hanik, not sekila, sekila, only if it's na'aram or any other circumstance, hanik. If you recall, I know it's some time ago, in our totem pole, in our severity of punishment, the more severe one is saif, the less severe one is hanik, which means in his conversion to Judaism, he, so to speak, bumped down, ironically over here, from saif, which he would have been liable for in the relations as a non-Jew, to hanik in the relations if he were to do it as a Jew. Says the Gemara, when you commit a sin, this is the suggestion, when you commit a sin, lo aleno, and you're liable to death penalty, all the punishments that lie below that death penalty are incorporated into it. Do you understand? When you're hayav sekila, actually you're hayav or you're part of 
all the death penalties because Sekila lies at the top. If you Hayab Saif, Saif is not only a pronouncement of being put to death by beheading, it incorporates as well that which is below it, meaning Hanik. That's the statement of the Gemara, Meshach Shayacha. Even as a non-Jew, he technically speaking was a part of the punishment of a Jew. What's the punishment of a Jew? Hanik, which lies below Saif. That's the suggestion of the Gemara. Says it'll be Hanina, not enough change. What do you mean, not enough change? He was a non Jew, he had one, yeah, that, the one type of method of judging I know has changed. Punishment, it changed as well. He had relations with a Jew as a non Jew, and he would have been Hayav Saif as a Jew, he's Hayav Hanik. Meshach Shayachid was all incorporated. When we would have or did judge him as a non Jew, it was all incorporated in that Mitav Saif. Says the Gemara, still not enough. And really, we're getting into technicalities and pilpul at its best. Says the Gemara, you may have forgotten. And if you have, I forgive you. There's a mahloket between the Bishimon and Chachamim about severities of punishment. We saw it in the Mishnah at the beginning of last Beirik. According to the Bishimon, it flips. According to the Bishimon, Saif is less hamur, is less severe than Hanek. We tested out the two opinions. But that being the case, everything will work beautifully if we were to assume, as we did until now, that Saif is more hamur than Hanek. What if Hanek is more hamur than Saif? It means that in the conversion, he hasn't bumped himself down, he's bumped himself up, and as a result, Rabbi Hanina, how do you explain that in our Beraita, it says that if he converts after the relations with the Jew as a non-Jew, and he now is Hayav, he shouldn't be Hayav, he can't say Meshach Shayache, says the Gemara Hanihale Rabbanan, this is all understood according to the opinion of Hachamim, Damre, Saif Hamur, according to the Hachamim, Saif, the beheading is more hamur, is more severe than a death penalty of strangulation. Ela, you're a little bit uh, regretting not being here yesterday if you're in the Gemara today. I'm sorry, but we're in just a few lines. We're, we're into smooth sailing, nice. Well, I don't know if we could call it nice messages in Ben Soren. Ela that Bishimon de Amar Henek Hamur Maika Lememar says the Gemara. What would we say according to the Bishimon who, who, who maintains that Henek is more severe? Answers the Gemara. Bishimon Savarla Ketana Devemenashe de Amar Komita Amural Bne Noah Ena Ela Henek says the Gemara. Well, I can answer that as well because Bishimon, would you know it? He's of the opinion like Tana Devemenashe, Tana Devemenashe, contrary to everything we've been saying saying in the class today and yesterday and other classes, their position is that as a non-Jew, you're not liable for all the Sheva Mitzvot B'nai Noach Saif, but rather Hanek. Well, that being the case, now everything's perfectly parallel. When the person commits the sin of adultery as a non-Jew, he would be Hayav Hanek. If he now converts to Judaism, he's Hayav Hanek. That's it. Wait a second. When he committed the sin, the other sin, we talked about two sins, of murder as a non-Jew, he was liable to, well, according to this, Hanik. Now, as a Jew, he'd be Hayav Saif. How do you explain that? We should have the answer to that as well. According to the Bishimon, this is all in the Bishimon world, which one is more Hamur, Hanik or Saif? Hanik. So as a result, the Gemara will say we solved it for Bishimon as well, because if it's go, if we have two cases. When he was a non-Jew, he either murdered, in which case he was Hayav Hanik, and now as a Jew, he would be Hayav Saif, 
we went down, we said it was all incorporated in the Hanik pronouncement as a non-Jew. Or it was a commi- uh, he committed adultery, what was he hayav as a non-Jew? According to the Bishimon, who follows Tanah Devei Hanik as a Jew. Hanek, it all works out, the suggestion of the Gemara. In short, for Rabbi Haninai, is your claim, your counterclaim against me to bring a proof that if this person converted, he's still Hayav, is not similar to my situation. Says Rabbi Hanina, I was talking about a situation where both the punishment and the method, the details that go into it, changed. If any of those are not the case, if the punishment has not changed or only went down in severity, that's not what I'm talking about. Yes, you'll be liable to death penalty. We won't have this claim of ho'il ishtane ishtane says the Gemara again bishlama eshet ish me'ikara chenek v'hashata chenek el roseach me'ikara chenek v'hashata saif in such a circumstance you're going from chenek to saif in the murder answers the Gemara kalaba hamura meshach shayacha if we're going from a more severe punishment to a less severe punishment we assume in his pronouncement of death penalty as a non-Jew of chenek for the wrongful activity of uh, what's it called of roseah of murder it only goes down in severity but it was incorporated the saif in the hanuk as a nanju says the gemara finishing this conversation lema mesayale i know we've been challenging you to be hanina your claim that once there's a change in status a change in details we let him off the hook with regards to his death row status lema mesayale maybe we have support for you listen to the support Circumstance really means to, to rot or to spoil. Over here it means a wrongful relations. We're dealing with an engaged young woman. She was a na'aram or and she commits adultery as an engaged young woman. But the status of sikila, which the Torah tells us the engaged young woman gets, is when she's a young woman. If she's a bogeret, which is above the age of 12 and a half, she now gets chenek. I don't say any longer. I once wrongfully said she only gets chenek. I say it's chenek, which is a lighter punishment than sikila. They're all terrible. Should never even imagine such a reality. But that being the case, here's our circumstance. She's a young woman. She commits adultery while being na'aram or asat. Technically speaking, she's Hayevet Sekila, but now she's Bagra. What punishment does she get? Well, we might claim, according to the Bihanina, that she should be acquitted. Maybe. Uh, according to Bihanina, something changed, but not everything changed. She's a Jew at both junctures, but her punishment did change. Her punishment went from the more severe sekila to the less severe chenek, says the Gemara Tidor, says the Beraita, Tidon Behenek. She gets the less severe punishment. Questions the Gemara, Besekila, Maita Amalo. Why doesn't she get sekila? Turn back the clock. At the moment of her sin, what was she hayevet? She was hayevet sekila. She did the she committed the terrible sin of an an, an engaged young lady having relations. Lav mishum ishtane ishtane. Is it not because once something changed? In her status, she got more mature as a result. We say it changed, and we're not going to revert back to the past. The Koshiken Hacha, and all the more so in our situation of the Ben Noach, Shebirech Hashem, Gamre, where everything changed. What do we mean by that? Very briefly, in the circumstance of this young woman, she went from one death penalty to another death penalty. She went from Sikila to Henek. What are we saying? She gets Henek. Changed her status. In our circumstance, with which we began the Gemaraya, 
yesterday for all intents and purposes. Rabbi Hanina talked about a non-Jew who was as a non-Jew hayav, one type of death penalty with one type of details that went into it. As a non-Jew, he gets saif. As a non-Jew, he has one judge and he doesn't need a warning. As a Jew, he needs a warning, he needs 23 judges, and he gets a different death penalty. Well, that all be, get sekila, that all being the case, wouldn't Rabbi Hanina be supported by this? That if you all together changed, we open up the case and we close the case and we say we're going to acquit you? After all, we have now precedence for the concept of once there's a change in status, there's a change in punishment, pronouncement. Says the Gemara, it's a nice, it's a valiant effort. However, we're uncertain about the proper words over there in the case you're bringing us proof. Your proof text was, if the woman was sareha, the hakach bagra, she committed adultery and then she matured, what's the halacha? We said henek. We got all excited. See, henek, it's the new punishment. Ha'amar biyohanan litana taned tidon biskila. Rabbi Yohanan had a different version. Rabbi Yohanan's version was, what's the punishment of this woman? Even though she matured, she gets sekila. If that's the case, if she maintains sekila, if anything, it runs counter. It's against the statement of Rabbi Hanina. Now we see that we don't argue once the status and circumstance changed. As a result, the punishment changes, the Gemara leaves this as an open issue. Okay, well, all that being, I was going to say resolved, unresolved, let's move onward to the next Mishnah. The next Mishnah closes out for us this conversation that we've had and we've been discussing and we referred to several times of Ben Soreru More, says the Mishnah, Ben Soreru More, Nidon Al Shem Sofo. Those are the famous words. Famous words are Ben Soreru More is determined his punishment based on Sofo, based on what God, so to speak, is predicting or telling us will take place in the future. What do you mean? Well, look at the kid right now. What's he doing? Yes, he stole from his father. Terrible. Uh, yes, he's eating and drinking, indulging wrongfully, and he did it twice, no less, because as Charles pointed out yesterday, he was warned, got lashes, and did it again. I get it. But he's being put to death. Never heard of such a reality. You stole and you drank and ate a bunch, so you get put to death. Yamut zakai ve'al yamut hayav. He should die when he's righteous still. In other words, he hasn't actually committed the ultimate sin instead of dying after he's already committed that sin. What's, what's that? We're saving him. The Gemara will suggest, and in just a few moments, it'll quote a Beraitav, Rabbi Yoseh HaGilili, if he's stealing from his father now, if he's becoming addicted now, you can only imagine in the future when the funds run out at home, when the father catches on to his methods and to his madness, and he now goes out onto the street, begins stealing from people, and ultimately speaking, although the Gemara doesn't state it explicitly, it implies it, Harambam states it explicitly, he'll come to killing. Addicts, when they're at that extreme, they come to killing as a result says the Mishnah Yamut Zakai Val Yamut Hayav Charles asked us some time ago what about Yishmael the Gemaran Masechet Roshana Daftetzai Namutbet has this statement that God turned well First, the Torah has the statement in Bereshit Perekaf Aleph as Yishmael and his mother Hagar are, are out in the wilderness. They run out of water. And as a result, Yishmael appears to be dying. And the circumstance in the Torah, as we're told, is God reveals, opens the eyes of Hagar to find water. Why? By God hears the cry of the young lad of Yishmael. Ba'asher husham, those last two words are superfluous, as he is there. 
statement of we're only judged based on your actions at that time. It was when we were learning that I said Rosh Hashanah is approaching. God is, so to speak, determining us not based on what we have been or what we can or will be. It's who we are in this moment to be, to resolve to be a better person, to be acting as a better person. It's not being fake to yourself or to others. It's being true to yourself. This is who I want to be. That's the statement. It's a, it's a, tr- a tremendous foundational statement to the extent that Rashi at the top left-hand corner there, Masechet Rosh Hashanah, quotes from the Midrash. The Midrash says that the Malachi Hasharet Kivyachol, the angels Kivyachol, turn to God and they say, "You save." Him? Don't you realize what Yishmael is going to do to your children in the future? Don't you know that they're going to die, your children potentially, or be endangered by thirst in the desert, and the t- descendants of this Yishmael are going to only make their circumstances worse as they're walking through the desert in those 40 years from Egypt? Says God, please, angels, get out of the way. I only judge people as they are right now. Yishmael, right now, is Zakai. What's that? Those were his descendants and not him himself. So already Robbie says it's not the same person. It's not the response of God per se, though. God says, I'm judging him based on, but, but Robbie already, okay, let me first ask that contradiction, then we'll give you an answer. The contradiction is our Mishnah says that we kill the Ben Soreno More based on what he will do in the future. Over there, Yishmael is being judged based on who he is now, not based on, quote, what we know he will do in the future according to the Midrash, according to the Dirashav, the Hachamim. So Rabbi already suggests one answer. He says descendants is different than the individual. He says you might know, per se, that uh, his descendants won't be good guys, but Yishmael, was Ishmael a good guy according to our Torah? You say he's not a murderer per se, he's a I hear you. Alternatively, one of the, there are several approaches. The famous approach to the matter, Hiskuni, if I'm not mistaken, maybe Re'em and others suggest that the difference is between whether they started the wrongful activity or not. Ishmael, what has he done? And he's out in the wilderness and he's crying. He hasn't, he hasn't done anything to anyone. It's not only his, not, his descendants haven't been born, he's, quote, not a bad guy yet. Well, as opposed to Ben Sorero More, he might not be, quote, that bad a guy, but he's already on the track to doing so. If he's already begun on that in such a circumstance, we'll say, cut it, not at the root, below the root, but as it begins to flourish, as it begins to come out, that's where we cut it. Nidon al Shem Sofo. Yishmael hasn't even begun the activity. You know he's going to be that. You can't judge in such a circumstance in such a way. Yes? It's, I hear you. It's not, it is an obvious, but a foundational and fundamental question. The question is, right, right, the question, that's right, the question is, uh, let's go further, and so forth. At the best, at the best, in my opinion, what we have ringing loud and clear over here is the power of addiction. That's really what I understand from this. I, I hear you, unless, quote-unquote, God told us to, you know what I'm saying? And I think, 
we will, of course, couple this with last amud, lo hayav, lo atid lihiyot, that it didn't actually happen. And so then what's the value, what's the message that's being imparted to us that, so to speak, I'm not even assuming you'll change because you're addicted. That's, that, that's, how, I, that's how I read this. That's the message I hear, uh, you know, ringing very clearly. Says the, says the Mishnah as it continues, as it concludes, uh, I wish I could say feel good messages, but uh, feel true messages. Says the Mishnah, Mishnah Premature deaths to wicked people is good for them. It doesn't give them the opportunity to sin and to mess things up more and to the world as well. Their presence, their wrongful activity and repercussions of their activities is lost if they died prematurely. The righteous ones is quite the opposite. If we're dealing with Sadiqim, says Rashi, they have the ability to affect the world with their actions. They have the ability to affect the world with their rebuke, with their ways of teaching and preaching to people. If they die prematurely, that's ra'ah, that's not good for them, nor for the world. Ya'in v'shena, what about wine and sleep? La resha'im, for the wicked ones, hana'alahin, hana'ala'ulam. We're happy if the wicked people indulge in the sleep and the wine. Keep them off the streets, keep them away from people, keep them in the, uh, in the bars, in the taverns where they're busy with that, in their beds and so forth. Keep them off the streets, keep them away from other people. The righteous ones, Sadiqim, if Sadiqim get addicted to sleep, to indulgences of wine and so forth, it's not good for them. They're not able to affect appropriately as they should, and it's not good for the others. The others don't get that effect. Pizur, what about pizur? Pizur, lefazir, means to spread out. What about a person who's isolated? Is it good for them or bad for them? Of course, all of these matters are being simplified. We're talking about in, in, in general uh, thoughts. Pizur, la resha'im, for a wicked person, if he's isolated from others, it's good for them. It's good for them because now they're not influencing others. Now they're not becoming influenced by others. And it's good for the world. They're not influencing others negatively. You might recall that for Ben Soreru Moreh, there was such a concept that if he's at a Se'udat Mitzvah, the only time he's going to be liable, the Gemara said to us, for death penalty is if he's surrounded by Sarikin, by lowlifes like him, by Burz and Ameha Aretz and Rishayim. If he's but with anyone else, we don't assume that he's per se infecting wrongfully or being infected anyway. The righteous ones, the Sadikim, we want them infecting positively the people around them. We want the people around them learning from them and being affected by them. Kinus, on the flip side, when you're together with others, the camaraderie as opposed to isolation. La reshaim, for the wicked ones. Stay away from them. We don't want to be around wicked people. They're going to infect us wrongfully. They're going to have the wrong um, social atmosphere, which they'll set forth. Of course, it's the opposite for the righteous, for the sadikim. Lastly, says the Mishnah, shake it. What about when there's silence when life seems to be smooth, clear sailing, no issues, no turbulence. For the Rishaim, Ralahim Alam, that's terrible. We'd rather them be distracted instead of having all this time, the serenity, peace of mind to wreak havoc and do wrong to others. For the righteous ones, for the Sadiqim, it's fantastic. La Sadiqim Instead of being distracted by the Ra'ash, the noise of their lives, they're instead being able to do what they're 
they're supposed to be doing, studying, teaching, affecting appropriately. Says the Gemara Tanya at the top of Dafa'in Bet Amudalaf, Abiraitar Biosegalili Omer, Bechimi Penesha Khalzetar Timar Bazar Shatahasilok Yain Ha'italki, those are the measurements of wine and meat that we read in the Mishnah not too long ago. Would you tell me, says Rabbi Yoseha Gilili, because this young man overate, overdrank, parentheses, and stole in order to get it. Nonetheless, that's uh, the Torah is telling you to stone and kill that child. If you recall, we had earlier on Dafayin Aleph a statement along those lines in a Beraita, which ended with, rather, it never happened. Over here, although he might agree with that, he says, but rather, what can I understand from this statement? Rather, and you need to read this in conjunction with that last beraita. Not only will it never happen, if it will never happen, then why are you mentioning it for this reason? Because the Torah, so to speak, is going to the end of the mindset and path of this young man. Shesof, at the end, Migamer Nikse Aviv. He's going to be finished with. The, uh, uh, the possessions of his father. He's going to empty the bank account of his father, which was his source of sustenance. That's where he got the money to buy the meat and drink. That's where he stole that stuff from initially. And he needs, nonetheless, his, his, his uh, amount that he's used to. He needs his drink. He needs his, his meats. He needs his addiction. But he's got nowhere to turn. He can't find it. He's the guy walking around aimlessly searching for his crack money. He'll, as a result, go into public thoroughfares. He'll commit thievery, he'll stealing from people. Amrat Torah, as a result, says Rabbi Yosea Gilili, much as our Mishnah told us, We'd rather, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this individual die before they wreak havoc. Zakai, when they're still zoche, when they're still meritorious, as opposed to Hayav, they haven't killed, they haven't stolen yet. And now the end of this is exactly reminiscent of our Mishnah. Shemitatan shel reshaim the premature death of the wicked ones is good for them and good for the world as we explained as we explained in the Mishnah they no longer have the positive effect in the sleep and the wine the indulgences, the addictions let them get involved with it let them move away from others and wreaking the havoc in society it's the opposite we no longer have their positive effect that quiet time in which you're able to do what you want to do we don't want them doing what they want to do Pizur, isolation being separated from others good take the wicked ones away from others alternatively in the opposite end for the righteous people we'd rather them be around others affecting them appropriately with their actions with their thoughts and with their teachings the next Mishnah will be begin the second and the only second case we have in which we have Nidon al-Shem Sofor. This Ben Soreru More began that conversation. The reason it's being judged for death penalty is we're judging him based on what he's going to do in the future. Anywhere else in the Torah, we said by Ishmael it's not. So one other case in the Torah, and I mentioned it to you yesterday, and it's Habbaba Mahteret, if a person enters into another person's home in a surreptitious, a secretive fashion, he's allowed to be killed. Why is he allowed to be killed? The Torah tells us in if in lo damim, there could be a circumstance where you're allowed to kill him because we assume this person, when confronted, will take out a gun to kill the house owner. As a result, 
kill him before he kills you. Nidon al Shem Sofo. We'll deal with that for some time up ahead. Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen.